Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Health, Wealth and Anything Else. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Health Wealth. I'm joined this week by my friend Aaron Jacob, who's going to talk to us about his life, uh, a lot of his experiences and where he's kind of ended up today, see what we can learn from that. So uh, firstly, hello Aaron, how are you doing? I'm very well, uh, thanks mate. Um, how's things with yourself? All good? Yeah, good, good. Keeping busy. Uh, uh, how's the uh, the weather over there? Well, if I look out there now, it's absolutely piping hot, mate. So um, yeah. I can't remember the cold. <laughs> I've come back quite recently, actually, about, God, when did I come back to England? That's about six, seven weeks ago now. And as soon mm. as I got off the flight at Heathrow, it was like someone had stuck a pipe in me and stuck, like stole all the energy out of my body. I was frozen cold. It was hot. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a life of shorts and T-shirts for me now, to say the least. That is the life. That is the life. A good bit of sunshine. It's good for you warm weather now <laughs> yeah i need to i, lo- I love it we're, we're actually later this year we're over again on holiday um so i'll have to catch up when i'm over but um yeah i'd, I'd rather be there permanently definitely <laughs> well i can help you with that not a problem <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah yeah you're the man to know with that um so i thought today we'd just chat a bit about you've got an interesting story from where you started and where you ended up so i thought we'd just chat a bit about your kind of journey uh, things that people can learn from that um, in terms of overcoming things and mindset is that last couple of weeks we've been talking a lot about mindset I had a, a guest on the other week who was he's a mindset coach and stuff like that so I think uh, I, I'm guessing that's kind of played a part in your story is kind of changing your mindset with stuff once you reach a certain point yeah massively I think for myself personally um I know, I know a lot of people, we talk about like the influence social media has now and a lot of the stuff that's rammed yeah. down throats and like what's now been sort of altered into what's classed as normal nowadays. And um, like, I'm the first person to admit that I was a, a victim of stuff like that in terms of, I from a young age, I couldn't work out what the issue was. And um, I'll give you an example, a very small example when it first like sort of resonated with me is like, do you remember when everyone used to get into like the reality TV shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that? And I remember I'd go to school and I had no interest in it whatsoever. Like it just didn't, something in my head, I was just like, I have no interest in this. I can't watch stuff like this. But it was like the masses were obsessed with it. And I, from that moment, I must have been in year eight, I think it was. So how old was we in year eight? Like 11, 12, maybe? <laughs> Um, yeah, I think 11 or 12. Yeah, something like that. And I, like that was like something for me as a kid growing up. I was like, is there something wrong with me? Am I not normal and <laughs> stuff like that? And I, I, I'm not joking when I say all this. And um, for years, like I just couldn't work out why I just wasn't that interested in it. And um, I tried to like be interested in it growing up to like try and sort of like maybe fit in. But I just, as I got older, I realized that my mind wasn't built like that. Does that make sense? So I think for me, the biggest mind shift um, for myself was when I was 27. Um, so I'm 30 now. Um, so I, background about myself, I was at college doing sports, was doing really well at sport. I wanted to go into a career of that. Um, broke my leg and ankle and just couldn't really, 
I don't know, I couldn't really get back into the swing of things after that injury. And I turned 18 as well. So me and my mates were all out on the piss every weekend as well. So I admit that. And um, yeah, I just felt a bit lost. And um, then I was like jumping from jobs and uh, job to job um, around the airport in Heathrow. Because obviously I'm from West London, five minutes away from the airport. So a lot of people work in that industry and fall into that. And it was just not something I was necessarily into. I mean, getting up every day, going to this job and cutting documents through all these flights every day and it was just I was like there's got to be something more to life than this and um I, wrote, I kid you not I remember I wrote down I got a piece of paper one day and I sat down in um it was my ex-girlfriend's uh dad's office and I was sitting there I was like right I'm gonna write down what I'm good at and what I like doing and um, I was always getting in trouble for speaking in the office I talking too much up and around like I just had ants in my pants type of thing I didn't like being in the same place at, at once and I just Wrote all this stuff down. I was like, right, I'll sales. It sounds like I'll be good at sales. I want to earn money. I'm good at talking to people. And I don't want to be in the same place all the time. And I, that was how my sales career um, come around. So I ended up getting a job working for a photocopier company. I was like, oh, I'll do that for a year, learn sales, and then like, I'll move on. But look, fast forward six, seven years, um, I've done really well. Uh, become one of the top people in my company um, every year. And at 27... I earned enough money to uh, buy my own place on my own. I had like no help from parents. Um, I had no inheritance or anything like that. And basically I bought this apartment in uh, Camberley, which isn't far from Ascot um, for the people listening. So a lot of people haven't heard of Camberley. You know, I bought a three bedroom, top floor apartment. It was amazing. It was beautiful. And I'll never forget this to this day. I'd done that. I got my mortgage, picked the keys up. and went with one of my best friends, Dane. And we walked into the apartment. And this was the moment in my life I knew something was wrong, like massively wrong. And I stood there in the front room. And my friend said to me, he said, man, he goes, I'm so proud of you. He said, you must be so proud of yourself. You've done this. Like A lot of people can never do this. And I literally stood there and looked at this apartment. And it was amazing. And it was like, is that it? Is that what life is? And I kid you not, that was like my moment where I was like, shit, that like, I can't believe it. Like, We'd like sort of like taught to go and get a job, get a mortgage, pay your mortgage off, go on maybe a holiday a year, retire when you're like, what? I don't even know what the age is now. To retire <laughs> yeah. It's like getting old all the time. <laughs> yeah, it goes up like every six months. But I mean, you have your wife or your partner or whatever, and then you retire, you go on a few holidays where you can't really do anything because you're so old and your knees are, hips are busted and stuff. And I was like, really, is that it? And I remember not long after I bought that place, we went into lockdown and I sat in my apartment for three or four months. And I was just like, is this it? Is this it? Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm sorry to swear, but like, sure. I've just achieved what I, that has been drummed into my head as a kid. And that was when I realized something was seriously wrong. And I, I was in a bit of a, a rut for quite a while trying to figure something out. And yeah, like that, that was like what woke me up and realized that my mindset needed to change and my mindset's constantly changing. Obviously, like we, we've met a lot of guys over the past couple of years and I met some like absolutely incredible and inspirational people and I'm not at the same level as them, but I feel like I'm on the right track now. I feel like I'm going in the right direction. And I feel like, especially with like, like men within the West, there's no direction anymore. Like my, my dad was never really around. Um, I've had to figure out all of this the hard way and on my own. Um, and I'm grateful for the lessons that life's taught me, of course. But like, for me, I've, I had that growing up, going back to my story when I said I didn't feel like I didn't really fit in where everyone liked all this stuff and it just 
I had no interest in it and I felt a bit like the odd one out. So I was blessed with the fact that I could sit there and not like recognize that at such a young age. And yeah, it took me a while to realize that my mindset was different and the way I thought was different, but there's absolutely no direction for like younger people today, like guys and girls. And like, for me, like particular guys, like, I mean, it's, it's quite worrying. Like, and that's why like, I, I try and like help people like, in similar situations myself that's sort of blinded by if that makes sense yeah absolutely I, I agree with you completely and the education system as a whole is set up like that it, it, it set up the system to make people into like you say just good little workers go get your job get your your house like you say tie yourself into a mortgage so you know you've got to work the rest of your life to try and pay it off and you've scrape enough money for a little holiday once a year if you're lucky and that's that's essentially what the system's built for i i never really um i found i was lucky in that i found school easy because i was i was you know i was pretty intelligent i didn't have to work hard but i didn't enjoy it and i never i never applied myself to it i just did i did the minimum to get by um, and and i never enjoyed it and it's even with um i don't know if it's still the same at schools now it probably is but like when i was at school the only option they gave you when you're reaching your GCSEs and stuff is like, right, you need to fill in your applications for uni. You need to do this for university. Like you have to go university. And I was like, I'm not going. I had no interest in going university. I, I didn't go, but that's like the only option. They don't want you to go off and be an entrepreneur and be creative or anything like that. It's just, it's just building robots for the system essentially, isn't it? And that, that's, that's basically what it is. No, I completely agree. And I think for me that like, I was going to go to university, that like, I planned to go out to the States. Um, mm. and I, was, I was playing a lot of football as a kid. I've always been active. And I, like I said, I broke my leg and broke my ankle and um, couldn't really recover from the injury too. Sort of got sucked into going out, getting partying with my friends at 18. And then there was, a, there was a time, I remember, I can't remember who it was. It might have been like one of my old friends or my ex-girlfriend or something. They said, oh, was you not gutted about the fact that you broke your leg and you can go to America? And like... Most people would have said, yeah, but there was this weird thing and I couldn't work it out. I was like, do you know what? I'm not, I'm not gutted because, and then I look at now, now I've like sort of like seen what the education system's like for what it is. And like you said, it's just churning out people to be in debt, mm-hmm. um, just to be, to be robots and stuff like that. And I, I can honestly say that I, I have no issue with people trying to bet themselves, whether they think that's like with education, like going to university, setting up their own business. Look, I'll take my hat off to anyone, but like there's, I've got no problem with that. If you're trying to bet yourself, then fantastic. But other than like people, for me personally, I've gone to university. I like uh, my friend, Antonia, for example, she she's a chiropractor and she's phenomenal what she does. I mean, for stuff like that, where you need to really like study a niche, but like, I could say 99% of people I've met in life that have gone to university don't use any of this stuff. They've got themselves into debt for no reason. And they, they're just like, oh yeah, I'll just pay it off. Like, I never use that degree. I'm just like, what? what? Like, how, how are you just like, so like lackadaisical about this? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just absolutely crazy. So in that respect, I was, I was happy. I got that injury and didn't end up going to uni because I would have been in mountains of debt, probably in a job that I wasn't happy with. And look, I probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to, to leave the UK as well. Cause as you know, like I moved, moved to Dubai last year. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, all these little things that I thought were bad growing up have shaped who I am today. And I'm, I'm grateful for all the lessons that life's given to me so far. Yeah, that is, that's a huge thing. And how you frame that is, is so important because you've, you've had, you know, bad experiences or bad things happen and you framed it as a positive that you can learn stuff from it. And, and there's a lot of people that 
especially in today's society, will just frame that as a negative and as a poor me. Oh, look what happened to me. I was going to be this and that happened. And, and that's just going to drag them further down. So I think it's harsh, you know, harsh experiences and life being tough on you is the best thing you'll ever get for making you grow. But, but mm-hmm. you've got to frame it correctly. And there, there's a lot of people say that, that, you know, having a start in life in a tough situation is the best thing that could happen to you um because it, it will teach you so many things but you've got to frame it correctly and i think a lot of people don't uh, in today's society people like to just look for sympathy they don't want to put hard work in they want an easy way out they want to blame someone for something and if that something bad happens to them they will happily take that and blame it for the rest of their life being a waste yeah i completely agree and i i, I had this argument recently with a guy i know and i was like people all dealt a hand in life but it's what you choose to do with that hand is what defines you in the end um, that's something I believe in. And a lot of these people, I mean, I grew up in a council state in West London. Like, I'm not saying sitting here saying I had the hardest life growing up, because I certainly didn't. I mean, there's kids being fucking blown up, like left, right and centre in the Middle East. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say I had it like massively easy. It was just me and my mum. Our relationship was strained growing up as well. It's only probably been since I was around 24, we actually started to get along. Um, but like when I, I look at this, situation where you get all these people like you see something in the news like some guy's gone off the rails he's killed a load of people he's into drugs and all that just throwing it out there as an example and they're like, oh yeah but you had a rough upbringing and I, I look at like my best friend growing up my friend Troy and that kid had it rough I mean I don't know anyone that had it more rough than him um I won't go into like the intricate details but I mean like I mean like he, he would come home one day and like his house would be robbed. His PlayStation would have been gone because people come in and stole it for drugs and stuff mm. like that. I mean, police kicking his door in and stuff. And that kid, if anyone had any right to go down the wrong route, it was him. But like, I look at Troy now and he decided as a young man, and I'm, when I say young, I'm saying like 15, 16, he sat down and gone, do you know what? This isn't the life for me. I can easily blame my, my childhood and my upbringing on all of this, but no, I want something better. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say Troy is like a multi-millionaire because he, he isn't, but like the, the kid had nothing, like absolutely nothing. And it, um, my mum basically took him in and he pretty much lived with us for quite some time. And he went off and like, he's bought a house now of his girlfriend. He's got a good job. He's doing well for himself. He's, he keeps out of trouble. And I, I people say, oh yeah, like this person's had enough rough, rough upbringing. And I always use him as an example. Like, I don't care who you are, how old you are, where you're from, what colour you are, what religion you are, everyone knows the difference the difference between right and wrong. Like, there's no getting away from that. Like, if you're going to go rob an old lady because you've had a shit upbringing, you know that's wrong. Like, and people nowadays, I do find, have absolutely zero accountability for anything mm. in their life. And it's something that I like, I've definitely learned over the past few years I, I i've been the guy that's like tried to blame it on other things and other, like everyone else and if people were just accountable for, for how much of a mess their life is and go do you know what okay maybe i did have a rough start compared to i don't know my best friend who lives two doors down but it's up to me to change it but nobody wants to do that anymore nobody wants to be accountable if it goes wrong because then who've they got to blame other than themselves and they're too frightened to fucking blame themselves do you know what? Like you fail, at least you tried. Keep get up, go again. That's that's all it is. But I mean, we live in such a strange society. <laughs> Where is this? I don't even know how to put it into words. Some of the stuff that I see from back home now, that like since I've left, it's just absolutely bonkers. Yeah, you're completely right. 
you're completely right. That's it's like I you say about people if you if you have you know two people whether it's say two brothers and they're brought up in a bad household where the the dad's an alcoholic and whatever and stuff one of them might grow up and become an alcoholic just like his dad the other one might never touch alcohol and go on and have a really successful life like like you say it's it's just an excuse that people use a, a tough upbringing is not an excuse some people have a good upbringing end up terrible like you you can't blame your upbringing for it and a lot of the most successful people in the world probably had a very hard upbringing and went through a lot and um like you say with accountability I, I talk about that a lot like personal responsibility i talk about it a lot with health because we we talk a lot on um your health health and diet and stuff like that and, and people even with that people don't take responsibility they just they just going out there eating whatever they want and being like oh why am i sick well maybe maybe look at what you're eating how you're living and it will and that, that'll explain it but yeah be, people don't want to take any responsibility nowadays i think it's don't know just the way society is it's probably generations where we've got softer and softer on kids and just you know people try and just kids aren't taught responsibility i think growing up like they try to even within within sports like obviously you know i grew up playing football same as you and as i was getting older with younger ones they were trying to introduce where you know there wasn't a, there wasn't a league it wasn't competitive and and like if someone was getting beat badly at half time they'd reset the score to nil nil like no kids need to learn there's winners and losers in life you've got to be competitive and you're not you can't be every time something goes wrong, someone else will just pick you up and say, no, no, it's fine. We'll ignore that. Just carry on. Cause real life's not like that. And I, I think that's kind of what's brought society to where it is, where people just think they can go through life and do whatever they want and nothing's their fault. And if stuff goes wrong, it must be someone else, nothing with them. They don't need to change. Yeah. I completely agree. Cause it's funny you mentioned that about the football. Cause um, a guy I used to work with said to me, you, you come in, like, this was years ago. He said, yeah, like, there's no um, league and there's no winners and losers now. I was like, what do you mean there's no winners and losers? He said, oh, it's for the kids and all this. Like, don't want them to get upset. I'm just like, well, why are they playing the sport then? Like, yeah. tell them to go eat Doritos and drink Mountain Dew in their mum's, like, basement or whatever. Like, this, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, look, even when you learn at the end of the day, and I think, again, like you said, it's making... Like the generations like that are coming through now, softer and softer. And do you know what? I'm not going to sit here and say I agree with violence. I mean, I do think there is like times in life where you have to have the capability to be violent, like to obviously to protect. But I mean, like me growing up, and I'm sure you was the same. If I acted out of line, I'd get a little slap for it from my mum. Like mm. my mum would. Oh, my mum's given me a few good hidings over the <laughs> years. And, and I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, you should go and beat the living piss out of your kids because. <laughs> 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 Since they brought all this stuff in where you can't, oh, you can't do this to your kids, you can't do that. Like, if you go back to when these rules first, like, were put in place, and then you look, I don't know, say 10 years from then, the kids that have, like, had it easy and they've not been able to be told off and stuff, now look at them. Yeah. They're the ones that are causing all the trouble. Like, they're all over social media. Like, they're, like, running around with green hair, not exercising and saying all this mad shit and i'm just like this is what society has been become because of that like we need discipline and i look a lot of people agree or disagree with me when i say this but i mean if you watch like i don't know like a david attenborough program or something and like you've got like a lioness there and she's there with her cubs and if her cubs are messing around what does she do she swipes one of them it's not necessarily violence it's like it's installing that discipline and that is something we massively lack, especially in like Western countries now, like the UK, Australia, especially America. For me, America's done. They're finished. Like, there's no coming back from that mess. Um, but like now I live in Dubai and you see a different way of life. And you see 
like the traditional values and like the nuclear family unit still. And it's absolutely, it's, like, it's a beautiful thing to see. Like it really, really is. And it's nice to be in a place that hasn't been massively affected by that. Don't get me wrong. You have like a lot of the Westerners here and like influencers and stuff like which sort of do promote that degeneracy and what we see in the West. But I mean, it is such a beautiful thing to see um, the, the nuclear family still alive in some place. And I saw it in Montenegro last year. I went there on holiday. That country is like, it's a tiny little country that doesn't have much money, but they just live normal traditional lives. And it, it's, it's absolutely amazing to see. And I just pray that these countries don't get infected by what's pushed on everyone today. Yeah. That's a great example you pull out there about um, in Dubai um, and, and countries like that, how it's different because people would kind of, people would try and use the excuse that, oh no, if you're harsh on kids and you discipline them, it's going to be negative for them or whatever. It's like, well, go to these countries where they are um, discipline their kids are, are harsher than we are, but discipline them and have a proper family unit. See how respectful and well-behaved their children are is there a million times more and will grow up into more respectful and good adults than the kids over here. will. so, you've literally got the proof right there. Like you, their, yeah. their argument doesn't stand at all. You know, I, we, we go to Dubai on holiday quite a bit. I love it there. The, the people there are lovely. They're, they're brilliant. They're great with families. And I've got two little boys. They're, they're great with families. And it's like, well, clearly what they're saying about, oh, if you're too disciplined and harsh, it'll be bad for them. It's clearly wrong. And plus we know that because even you go back a hundred years or less than a hundred years, like say I was disciplined by my parents, you know, you stepped out of line, you got a smack, you got told off, sent to your room, you know, your dad would deal with you and he gets back from work and whatever and yeah. didn't do me any harm. It, it taught me boundaries. I think you have to teach people boundaries. I think even adults and um, humans constantly need boundaries reinforced. Like if you, kids you've got to teach them what's right and wrong you know that kids will always push the boundary as far as they can even with adults you see if you have a job if you've got an office let's just say with a load of people working in they people will get away doing as little as they can you know mm. if, if if you let them you know if, if the boss comes down harsh and he's checking up on people they'll get stuff done if, if he stops that people will do less and less and kids are the same they'll just if they do this and they get away with it they'll carry on it's just teaching them and and essentially you shouldn't look at it as something horrible like you're being harsh you're showing them how to be a good person and you're preparing them for life so you're doing them a favor by disciplining them good news our podcast is now available on another new platform this one is called newsly it's an all-in-one audio super app for ios and android it basically finds the trending articles on the web for any topic you can think of and it reads them out to you in a natural human voice so you don't even have to read them yourself you can follow any kind of topics on there there's sports there's business health bitcoin even the kardashians if you really want to know about them and they also have podcasts of course your favorite the health world podcast is there they've got podcasts from over 80 countries and I listen to all of my podcasts on there now, and they even have digital radio. So you can download and use Newsly for free from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description. And if you use the promo code WEALTH, I'll also put that in the description, you will get a one-month free premium subscription. So go and download Newsly now, subscribe to our podcast, and get your one-month free. Exactly. I completely agree with you on that, but unfortunately... Hopefully, eventually, it'll go full circle and we'll get back to like traditional ways and traditional values. I can't see it happening anytime soon, personally. But um, something for me as well, like, I mean, growing up, like, we're similar age. And like, when you see a lot of stuff in the news and the newspapers and that, because like, my family are big on newspapers as a kid, uh, when I was a kid. Sorry. 
And I always used to sit there and read and read the sports section, etc. And then obviously you see all the stuff like to do with terrorism and like there's this massive war on Islam. And like, as a kid, I was like, it was quite frightening because I didn't know no different. Like, I mean, you, you see the TV and it's like, uh, all, all the people from like these Muslim people are doing this, that and the other. They're basically coming to kill you, blah, 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 essentially, like if you read between the lines. But now I've moved here. Um, I'd say majority of my friends are Muslim. That's not like out of choice. I just become friends with a lot of Muslim people. And I genuinely think that like, Muslims are the, probably the nicest people I've ever met on this planet. And I've, I've got a friend called Mohammed. He, he's Turkish. And um, we, we have a lot of conversations about this. And genuinely, they're the nicest, most kind people. But I genuinely believe now, like my personal opinion, is the reason why there's such a, or has been such a war on Islam from the West is because it stands in the way of what they're trying to achieve. And I say that because they are so strong and you're never going to break them down. So the only way they can try and do that is by bad-mouthing them and saying to the rest of the world how evil these people are um, when they're not. And I have nothing but the utmost respect for Islam and like the Muslim families that I've met in my life because they are really traditional and they stick to their morals, they stick to their uh, their rules, and it, it's wonderful to see them. But like now, like obviously, you come to Dubai a lot and you you see all these people, and they're so so nice from like these other places that we don't really see in the UK. And now looking at it, it's just like a huge like attack on what's strong like anything that's strong now like you be a, like you stand up and have your own opinion you're beaten down like you stand up and have your own uh faith and morals you're beaten down like it makes no sense but now like i'm starting to see and read between the lines of what they're trying to do anything that's strong and that opposes what these people are trying to do and make like the world weak they're just trying to bad mouth it so i think that was like something for me in the past few years as well I noticed the pattern every time there was something or someone bad in the media, it, I started to connect the dots. And I was like, normally when it's someone bad, it normally means they're trying to do something good. And like you look at Trump, you look at Tate, uh, Andrew and Tristan, like all this stuff. And it's because they're literally trying to like influence people to be better and like make the world a better place. But they've got this such this i don't know what it is they're trying to achieve but it's like they just want to make the whole world weak and especially men right now and just take away everything and just have maximum control and um, that's how it comes across to me people say i'm a conspiracy theorist but look i'm just taking the information that's presented to me on a daily basis yeah i completely agree it's about i mean weak people uh, are easy to control weak scared and yeah. um, unhealthy people poor people are, are easy to control and like you say that's what they want they want to easily control people as much as possible i found the same thing with the whole um is something from being in the uk obviously there was there was 9 11 and then there was the um the bombings in london too on the tube and yeah the, the we looking back we were just completely brainwashed there was a while back then where you kind of looked at every muslim person like they might want to blow me up they might be a terror and we were just brainwashed and then you know over time you get to know people when you realize they're normal people, probably actually nicer than most of the people in the West um, who, who have no religion and do, and do what they want. And um, yeah, we were completely brainwashed. I, I actually had that realisation as well in, in the last couple of years. I kind of looked back to that and was like, yeah, I, like, I don't watch news or anything now because it, it's just there to brainwash you. Like if anything import, really important is happening in the world, you'll hear about it pretty quick from everyone else. But it's just there to brainwash you. 
100%. And do you know what? When you, you go back to what was said about the bombings and it was horrible, like obviously 9-11, I think, was it 7-7 seven, mm. seven with us? In yeah, I think, yeah, 7-7, seven, seven, that was it. Yeah, and I remember like there was a, um, a young English, no, not young, there was an English couple that lived near me um, when I was uh, just before moving into my flat. This must have been three, four years ago now. And they uh, was basically took in a young Syrian lad, I think he was from Syria, obviously, everything that went on there. He might have been from Yemen. I, I can't remember exactly the country, but like they, his country had been blown to pieces. He's only 18. And it was all over the news because he, um, I think he got on a bus or a tube and he tried to blow it up. And everyone was going, oh, like, all this nonsense. I'll oh, get him out of the country. You know, it's like, blah, blah, blah. You know how, like, people react in the UK. And I literally, that was when something really clicked in my head. I sat there and went, I don't blame him. I said, look, I don't necessarily agree with, like, killing innocent people. But, like, you think this poor kid is, like, living a normal life with all his friends, his family. And in one day, like, they kill them all. They blow his fucking town to pieces. And then all of a sudden, like, it's, oh, we'll give you refuge in the UK. Like, how much of, like, a kick in the teeth is that? Oh, you've just murdered all my family and my friends, ruined my whole life. But, like, you can come here and we'll give you a couple of dinners a week. And, like... Like I said, I don't agree with like violence and stuff, but like how you've driven this kid to do this. I, I don't agree with like trying to blow other like people up, but like what do people expect? How do people not see that? Like what these countries have done to these like these Middle Eastern countries, and they go, oh yeah, it's fine. Like well, we said, we'll take a few thousand of them. It doesn't repair the country. It doesn't repair all the hardship they've gone through, and like, I just find it absolutely insane. People are so clueless to think like that. It's crazy. The first thing is, oh, we'll get him out of the country. Well, have you not realised why he's gone on, gone to those extremes to do that? Like, I don't know, man. I've got a strong opinion on it and people disagree with me on it. And I know you're probably thinking, oh, he's gone off on me. But I just look at things from both sides. And yeah, yeah like, I mean, like you said, like going back to it now, like the, the, the Islamic people that I've met are, are absolutely fantastic and welcoming. And well, I had some like problems over here when I got to Dubai and like, I had a lot of people offer to help me and um, a lot of like my friends and their Muslim families didn't even know me. They was offering to help me. Um, so I broke my leg. I, I got really sick over here as well. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been a nice experience coming here and seeing that. And I'm glad that I've learned from it, from the, the brainwashing that we've had over the years, especially being in the UK. Um, and yeah, I'm just happy that I could think differently compared to everyone else. I find that we're really oblivious to everything that goes on in the world other than what the news tells us. Like to us, like to, to him, to that kid, we, UK, US, we are bombing his country to bits. According yeah. to people, in, but to people in the UK, we're nothing to do with it. Um, and, it and it's just, we kind of have this impression here that every other country in the world is like third world poor and, and we've got to help them out. A lot of those countries um, were doing great until the US and UK started yeah. going in and, that, and now they're an absolute mess. They were absolutely fine before. Um, there's one actually, that, that I, I don't know all the details, but, you know, recently I, I read a bit about, um, I think it was, good. what was Gaddafi? Was he, I think it was Gaddafi, was he Libya or, or something? Libya, Libya, maybe. But th there was one where we were told that he was this terrible dictator, the country was horrible and a mess and the US had to go in there and sort it out. And then you find out that actually... The people there loved him. The people there yeah. absolutely loved him as a leader. Um, and so, you know, we're just fed one side of the story, like you say. We don't look at it from both and understand. And it's all about 
um, money and power at the end of the day. Whenever these, whenever if, if the US is going into a country to save it, whatever it means, they've just discovered some new oil or something like that. <laughs> That's what you know has happened. Hundred percent. If like you look back at um, what went on in Iraq, and I was like, oh yeah, we went and fixed Iraq, and I was like, okay, what about like the one trillion dollars worth of gold that you stole? Oh well, I didn't know about that. Well, of course you didn't. Eating your all the e numbers every evening. Of course you haven't realised. But like, but yeah, I mean, as soon as I see like when like uh, the American government have gone into somewhere, you're like, oh, here we go. What are they going to steal now? Um, and it's just like the thing is like especially in London. And I think during the World Cup, like, I don't know about you, but I'm still into my sport and stuff, like horribly, because I'm a Liverpool fan. But um, during the World oh. Cup, I thought it was hilarious because the whole world is going crazy at Qatar for standing by their morals, standing by their principles, etc. But like, if you go to London and try and say, oh, you can't do this, or I don't agree with that, you literally get like hung like for having a different opinion nowadays. So why is it okay for like us to go, oh no, like you can do this, you can do whatever you want, be a, like, well, I don't know, if like a free, free speaker and all this. But then as soon as like we go to another country for a World Cup and they have their different rules and their uh, morals, etc., the whole world is against them. Like the whole world. I don't know if you remember when like the, the German team were like putting their hands over their mouths yeah. and stuff like that. I just think, how stupid can you people be to like buy into this like crap? Like, do you know what? If you don't agree with the stuff in Qatar, that's fine. But respect that they're different people. They have a different culture. That's absolutely fine. But if you're that bothered about it, don't go. Don't watch it. Nobody's asking you to. <laughs> exactly. But like people throw their toys out the pram all the time about it. And um, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been John Barnes. And they asked him on TalkSport or something. He turned and said, he goes, look, if these players are that bothered about it and they think all these like rights and stuff are really that bad over there, don't go and play there. Pull out. Oh, no, you're still going because you're getting paid a ton of money. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's crazy. People want equality, but they want equality in the way it suits them nowadays. Yeah. And can't have your cake and eat it, as people say, unfortunately. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, that was just, it was, the whole Qatar thing was a joke. I was, it was just like, you're going into someone else's country, into someone else's culture, telling them what they have to think, what they have to accept. And then you think they're the ones out of order. Like this, yeah. you know I mean? Re respect, you're in their country. Just, just respect their, their rules. They, they didn't want to promote the stuff. They didn't say, you know, they didn't ban any um, gay people from going in the country. They just didn't want to be promoting all the rainbow flag and that there. And that's completely their choice. FIFA chose to give them the World Cup. So you're going into their culture. You respect their culture. Yeah, I completely agree. And that, that's the thing. I watched an interview, I think, with one of the, the shakes. And they was trying to like, grill him about this this the stuff of homosexuality and he turned around and said he said no he said he goes we don't have a problem with people being homosexual or whatever you are but we don't agree with public affection like whether you're a man or a woman a woman and a woman or a man and a man like we don't agree with it. it's not in our culture to do so like hmm. you don't go like round like snogging your missus in a in a mall or your boyfriend or whatever that's what he was saying but they were still trying to spin it on <laughs> do you know what i mean it's just, <laughs> It's just crazy. But I mean, like these Middle Eastern countries, and I, um, I actually know a gay guy out here. He's hilarious, really good guy. And we sat down, we was all out with work once. And I, like, we had an open conversation. I said, like, what's it like being here, obviously, um, being a homosexual? And he was like, he goes, Aaron, he goes, I swear to you, he said, I feel more comfortable being here than I do in the UK. And that was something I was like, whoa, like, that's like people need to speak up about that because he's he said to me he said he goes yeah i was in the uk i was i like, used to get harassed bullied like attacked he goes here i feel safe 
And like, yet people sit there and say, oh, it's so homophobic and it's like anti-women and stuff out here. It's anything but. Like in all these majorities, Middle Eastern countries, all the people that I've met, it's nothing like that. People just need to stop watching the TV and get off fucking TikTok and do something. <laughs> like, go and see something with your own eyes. Like yeah. it's crazy. But um, yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. Like for someone that's actually in that situation to openly sit there and say, I feel more safe being in the UAE than the UK. And I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, definitely. And you're right with what you say about that just it's they don't allow public affection from anyone doesn't doesn't matter what your you know that that's just their their culture um if a man and a woman's being overly affectionate in that country they'll get in trouble too in public you can you know what i mean you can do that at home it's just like a respect thing it's just the way their culture is and i, I do remember seeing some of that actually where they were trying to spin it that they were saying only gay people can do that it's like no no one can do that and like you say they just spin it and try and uh, try and brainwash you that's what they that's what they like to try and do um so Obviously, we spoke a bit about you being in Dubai. What, what um, was there kind of a point? Because obviously, I think it's something that a lot of people might have considered in terms of moving to a new country uh, and trying new things. Um, a lot of people probably put off by certain things and reservations. What was there a certain point where you were like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I need to get out of here. What, what was the thing that kind of pushed you to do that? Um, so for myself, like it's always been on the agenda to do. Um, and look, like I said, like I've shifted my mindset, etc. But like a few years ago, I was nowhere near like as developed as I was mentally then. Um, I, I did initially get offered a job. Oh, this must have been six years ago. And um, my partner at the time, she said, like, I'm not going. I'm not going with you, blah, blah, blah. Stupidly, I stayed here for her. Uh, my mum was quite sick at the time anyway. And then work picked up. I was doing really well at work. And then obviously COVID hit. And work never recovered for me, um, to be honest. And I wanted to try something different. What the UK is just doomed, in my personal opinion. I mean, the government are just there to cripple the civilians. And then I was like, do you know what? I sold my flat, I split up my partner. I was like living with a couple of my mates. I was like, I need to change. I need to do something. I just feel like I'm existing. So I thought, do you know what? I'll give it a go. Um, and yeah, like the one thing I will say, like I work in real estate and they there's a joke within the real estate industry out here that it's a revolving door at any company you go to and it, to an extent it is and again it goes back to what's rammed down people's throats because i've seen so many people come over here and they're like oh, i'm going to dubai i'm gonna be a millionaire overnight no not a fucking chance like it's tough like it is hard work but like you've got like people ain't willing to put the hours in now um look, i'm gonna say like in terms of Dubai compared to the UK, Dubai massively outweighs the UK um, in terms of pros. But don't get me wrong, there are some things in the UK uh, that are better. Like for me, the food quality is a lot better there. I mean, the ease of access of certain things. Because I was having a conversation with um, a gentleman I met out. He's lived here for quite a long time. And he said to me, he said, he goes, like, Dubai is this big, shiny city. But it's basically like like the wild west at the same time like you see all the money but there, there's some poor areas here don't get me wrong there is a lot of poverty here <clears throat> and there's um a lot of people that don't earn a lot of money but yeah look coming out here was the best thing i've uh, i've ever done personally it's it's hard work it is hard i'm not going to sit here and say it's not but the people the safety oh uh, you have no idea the safety is unbelievable here i mean I've never felt so safe in my life, but it was when I moved back, uh, moved back, sorry, when I visited the UK, as soon as I got into Heathrow, I was like, whoa, I didn't realise how much better off I was over there. 
to be honest. Like, um, th- like I said, there's pros and cons, but I mean, the cons you can live with, like you, you can live with, um, and it's just a better life. You, you're more happier. Thing is, that I'd say majority of people out here are all here for the same reason. They're trying to make some of themselves. Like, and obviously there is people out here like just wanting to party and take photos for Instagram and stuff, like get it. Um, but yeah, like, Honestly, if, if my, my advice to anyone that wants to do it, do it. Um, like, get out of your comfort zone. Like, I saw a video of Justin Waller posted a long, long time ago. Um, I was just scrolling through YouTube and he, he was said, like, said something along the lines, like, to level up, you need to get out and be uncomfortable. And I was uncomfortable. And I genuinely, like, I, was, I got offered the job. Then I was, I'm in an RN. And I saw that video. Like, I've not, I never met Justin Waller, but I owe him a drink when I do because that was the video that that stuck in my head. I was like, right, you need to be uncomfortable, get it over and done with. Moved over here. I went from living in like a million pound house or two of my mates to living in a studio. Um, started from scratch. I literally started from scratch. I've never done property in my life. Um, and give it a go. I mean, and look, it's paid off. It's paid dividends. But I'm not going to sit here and say it wasn't hard because it was. Like, um, I broke my leg. Um, I wasn't really keen on the job. I was trying to run a business, um, trying to manage like a, a relationship that was like long distance. And um, yeah, like my, my grandmother passed away as well. And it, it was tough. But I mean, you look back through the rainy days and you go, I fucking made it out of there. Like I know where I'm going in life. I'm not where I want to be as of yet, but I know where I'm going. And like the people that you have conversation with here is so much better. Some of the friends I've made here, I mean, everyone's here like you, like everyone's here to make something of themselves. And I've been very, very blessed with some of the people I've met and um, I've now become friends with. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, if anyone wants to make the move, make sure you've got a bit of cash behind you because um, it is easy for majority of people to get sucked in and blow all their money. I see it all the time. Um, be realistic, turn the fucking telly off and just go, you've actually got to work hard here because this isn't England. Like, if you like, I don't know, like if someone says something horrible to you at work, you can't go to HR and get a payout and get signed off full pay from the doctors and go off, go off and stress performance. Don't work like that over here. Like, you need to be, have some thick skin and be willing to put the work in. And don't get sucked into the life of like, just partying and stuff like that. I've, I've never really been that guy anyway. So I was quite, it was quite easy for me to like, say no to, but I see a lot of people do that. But definitely, uh, in a nutshell, yeah. If someone's thinking about it, 100% do it. I mean, what have you got to lose? Like, if you're living in the UK, what have you got to lose? The weather's shit. It's unsafe. Taxes are through the roof. Cost of living's through the roof. And like, do you know what? Like, if you if you come over here and make make something yourself, fantastic. If you don't, at least you tried it. Like, I respect anyone that tries something. If you go and try something and fail, then like my hat's off to you. If you sit there and think about it and then don't do it, I'm just like, well, fuck you. You deserve like you deserve it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, at least try and get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, that's it. I think you should try it everyone should try and get out like you say getting out your comfort zone that is you you can't advance without being uncomfortable and nowadays again another problem with society is that people just chase comfort people want to be comfortable um and you you need to be uncomfortable people think of being uncomfortable being in you know stressful situations as bad but actually if you want to be anything you want to be successful and make something you're going to have to be in stress you're going to have to be uncomfortable and that's the way you improve you need to kind of get comfortable being uncomfortable and do things you're scared of. Um, and that's, that's something we, we kind of talk about a lot on the show in terms of mindset and stuff is just push yourself and you'll find out that actually you can do way more than you think, but we're just yeah. kind of sheltered and we're like, no, I just want to be comfortable. And I actually found this with myself. Um, 
but I, it was probably a similar kind of timeline we've both had in terms of our mindset and waking up to stuff. It was during um, COVID. I was already kind of, you know, I already kind of thought differently to most other people. And I was quite, quite cynical, I would guess, but um, some might give, put that as a negative, but I think it's kind of a positive to be cynical because most stuff is, you're right if you're cynical. And, um, and then in COVID um, and then we were shut down, we were locked down at home. So I, I had to stop work for like about a month. So I'm carpenter. I'd stop for like a month before I started again. And I just started getting real comfortable just being at home, not working. And then I just yeah. kind of, now I was just kind of like, and I, you know, you think, oh, I could do this. And then you think, no, like that's, it's, it's easy for humans to get comfortable. It's like, no, I don't want to be just sat at home all the time doing nothing. That's what they want you to be. They want you to be comfortable doing that. And you've yeah. got to get out, push yourself and make stuff happen. Well, that's the whole thing with the whole, the furlough scheme that I, I mm. believed. And like, I'm not be funny. You, I spoken, I spoke with a guy in Montenegro actually, um, because I went out there because I'm not vaccinated. Like, if someone wants to get vaccinated, it's up to them. Like, what you do with your body's nothing to do with me. And I went out to Montenegro and because I didn't need to be vaccinated. And there was no bullshit of uh, doing all this testing. And like the year before, about six, seven months before I went to Barcelona, and it was just a nightmare trying to get out and get a test. And I was just like, this just ruins my holiday experience. So I'm not putting money into these countries' pockets if this is how they're behaving. Um, so I went to Montenegro. And um, I was in the pool and I got chatting to this. Uh, he was a local guy, but he, he lived in Sweden. And I asked him, I said, look, I said, it seems like in this part of the world, there's like, it doesn't exist. And he said to me, he's like, Aaron, he said, look, he goes, we've had all the bullshit from our governments over the years. Like um, when Yugoslavia put, uh, fell apart and other things that had gone on prior to that. And he said, we don't take shit here. They can't do that to us. And then he said, he goes, obviously you're in the UK. I was like, yeah. And he said, he goes, oh, when they uh, announced it, uh, the lockdowns, they give out loads of free money. I was like, yeah. He said, he goes, you can't do that in Montenegro. He said, we don't have the money here. He goes, what's going to happen when you, you tell a man that he, who doesn't earn much money as it is, he can't feed his kids for like a year or two. People are going to start going crazy. It's like what happened in Italy. I remember because there was no like um, welfare, like there's no help from the government. So people had no choice but to write. And that's the thing in the UK, people say, oh yeah, I get to sit home and do further. I'm just like, you idiots, you're going to pay for this because where's that money coming from? Like, where's it coming from? It's going to have to get paid back. And then everyone's like, oh, well, my taxes have gone up. It's like, well, I've been fucking telling you for two years. Like, well, what do you expect to happen? And like you said, going back to what you said, it's like getting people comfortable. Um, but you look at these, like what we're, we're told are undeveloped, um, underdeveloped com- uh, countries in um, like Europe and stuff like that. But like these are like with people with traditional values who like the governments know they're like, I'm going to make these, these people of these countries that don't take shit. We can't do that. But a lot of the people in those positions are like people of the people if that makes sense. So it's quite an interesting thing. But yeah, I mean, people like being comfortable all the time. Like, I mean, I'm not sitting here saying you can't be unhappy or you can't be depressed. But I mean, I hear so many people back home that are, oh, I'm depressed and like, well, fucking do something about it. Like, I'll be honest, I'll look, I'll put my hands up to it. I, I went through it like growing up and like, you was always I had it all ran down your throat. It's okay to not be okay. And like, being anxious oh everyone's got depression and stuff like that and I, I, I admit i've been to counseling i've been to the doctors and they said oh yeah you've got depression up four times but like every time i went to counseling when i was younger and come out i was like this doesn't make me fucking feel better like, i'm getting up 
driving 40 minutes down the road to sit there and talk about all my problems. And like every time I come out of there, I was just getting more wound up because I knew there was nothing wrong with me. And I couldn't like put my finger on it. And then I went through cycles of getting to a point where I was like, yeah, 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 like, I'm all good. And then things would bring me down again. And I was like, what is it? Like, what is it? And it was like, it was normally when like in toxic relationships I had, admittedly. And it that was when it normally used to start. And what it was like, things would piss me off and I was not cool with stuff. And then everyone around me was like, oh, it's, it is what it is. Like, it's a different different world we live in now I, I wouldn't get annoyed about that and I'd sit down but I'm really not cool this and I can't drop it and anyway just turn into like a big like um vicious cycle but when it when I sat down and was like I'm the only one in control of my life like I'm the one that's accountable for it and life isn't all about boobies and monster trucks is what I say to people a lot of the time <laughs> and it isn't, like, I mean but like we're, we're mammals and we're, we're here to survive. I mean, you see like lions and tigers out in the fucking, uh, in Africa and stuff, running around taking pictures and trying to get likes on Instagram. No, of course you don't. We're here to, we're here to survive and that's it. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't believe in happiness because I do, but like I do believe people need to have a purpose. And you can't be content within yourself if you don't have no purpose, if you're not working towards something. I mean, like if I don't, I don't know if I've had lazy down, I haven't really done anything. I sit down and go, what was the fucking point in that? Like, what's the point? Um, so, yeah, I mean, going back to it, I mean, people need to realise that you're in control of your own life. You need to do something about it. And I, I, I'm talking from experience where people have tried to tell me I've got this, I've got that, all these things that are wrong with you, it's okay to do this. Like, just get in the gym, work on yourself. Because, like, there was a famous quote that I heard from a, a video, and you'll know it, you'll know it as soon as I say it. Um, it goes like people sit there and say, oh, my life's shit because I'm depressed. But it's not, it's the other way around. It's, you're depressed because your life's shit. And you know exactly where that's come from. And that was something that I've taken with me um, for years now, like for absolute years. And it was that video, that specific video, I can honestly sit here and say is what dragged me out of the shit state I was in. I was in like, um, I was in a really bad, bad place. Couldn't figure out things mentally. And um, honestly, I, I was just a wreck. Like, um, and I admit that, I say it with my chest. Um, and it was just like, you go to the doctors and they just throw pills at you. And then I kid you not, I took one of these pills and I was like, felt ashamed of myself. And I don't know, but I was like, maybe this is the answer. Because I had these arguments with my mum all my life. I was like, look, that stuff's bullshit. It doesn't fix you, blah, blah, blah. And like my ex and my mum, everyone got in my head. I tried it once, it made me feel like crap. I kid you not, that video that Andrew Tate done about um, mind hacks to depression, I kid you not, I genuinely think that is something that saved my life. And like, look, uh, I know a lot of people like talk about the guy in like a negative way. And look, I'm not being funny. You don't need to sit here on this earth and have to agree with everyone, everything every, a certain person says. I mean, like, I'm not being funny. If me and you sat in a room for 12 hours, we could find someone we disagree on, but we're not going to fall mm. out. But like, regardless of what you think of the guy or what anyone thinks of the guy, like I can honestly say from personal experience, um, some of the stuff that he's put out genuinely has saved my life and like elevated me to the next level and put me on a path of becoming better and stronger in every realm of my life. And I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I've had the, the pleasure to meet him as well and, and Tristan. Um, I bumped into them in Dubai. And honestly, two of the most humble, nicest people I've ever met in my life there's absolutely no cockiness there or they they want don't want to steal the limelight off anyone or anything like that they're just two good people trying to do good in the world and do you know what like i'm sure if i went and sat down with them 
and spoke to him for 10 hours, I'm sure we'd find tons of stuff we didn't agree on. But that's not going to make me dislike the person. Do you know what I mean? And I'm sure, like, vice versa. Like, I'm sure, like, they would probably think I'm an idiot for sitting there watching Liverpool get battered every week. But, yeah, I think <laughs> I'm an idiot as well. But I think that's what a lot of people need to realise nowadays. Like, you're not going to agree on everything. You're not... It's, it's impossible. If you want to sit there and agree with absolutely everything with someone, like, you're an idiot. Um, but, yeah, like, back to... Um, meeting Andrew and Tristan like I, I thanked them both personally when I'd met them and I, I said to Tristan I said that Tristan I just want to say like thank you for everything um, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have got here if it um, wasn't for a lot of stuff that you and your brother have done to like help me personally with the content you put out because I was in a bad place like a, a few years ago and I kid you not the guy looked me in the eye like and he said don't thank me you did it yourself and he got up and just walked off and I sat down and was like, wow, like how humble like could you be? Like, don't get me wrong, he's probably the coolest looking bloke I've ever met in my life. Like, <laughs> fuck me, he put James Bond to shame. But I know it's just like, wow, that's incredible. And look, do you know what? A lot of people, they get a lot of bad press. And from my personal experience, like people don't like think about both sides or consider both sides of things. But like, I know a lot of people, they have helped. Um, and for me, they've helped my two younger brothers and like the oldest one out of my youngest brothers is 18 and he went to like a really bad school and I, I was petrified I'll be honest with you I was worried about them all when my stepmom sent them to that school because it's just notorious for idiots and like crime and stuff like that I know the kids that come out of there stabbing each other and everything and I can honestly sit here now like my oldest brother Josh who's 18 yeah, he's not been like, like he's got detention and stuff, but he's not running around robbing people, doing drugs or stabbing people. And it, like, like, I saw him before I come out and he said, he goes, yeah, like him and my little brother, Lewis, he's 14. And I know, like, oh, like, we really like what Tate speaks about and stuff like that. And I just sit there and think, do you know what? Like, if you have this opinion, uneducated opinion on someone, okay, cool. If you don't like the, the guy, cool. But like for me, like he's done a lot for me personally um, with a lot of stuff they put out. And like, I do think it was like the the mindset adjustment that I needed, the harsh realities of life that I needed to learn myself to get me to where I am today. Because who knows, I, I probably wouldn't be in Dubai. And uh, the fact is that I worried about my two little brothers growing up for such a long time. And like his influence on like the younger generation for those two like has kept them on the straight and narrow where all their friends have gone down the, the, the wrong path. And I couldn't be more grateful for that. So like me personally, be funny, you stop my two little brothers probably end up in prison or dead in, in all honesty. And um, for me, like he, I went through all this stuff trying to work out what was wrong with me, but I realized there was nothing wrong with me. And it was like a case of like unplugging from what we people are trying to condition you to be. And yeah, like you, I just got in the gym, work on myself, like work on everything I can. And that's it. Like everyone says, like life is like GTA. I mean, like you get your character at the start and like you work on him. Like, do you remember San Andreas? Yeah, yeah. Like, like make CJ hit the gym. <laughs> You get him huge, or you could take him to KFC and get him to eat loads of food and gets fat and he can't run. Life is no different. Like, it is exactly the fucking same. So, um, yeah, I've gone on for a bit of a tangent with this one. in trouble for talking too much. But, yeah, that, that, that's my, my personal um, situation and opinion on things. And I think that like, people do need to take more accountability, stand up, be counted, and... <sighs> Look, I'm not sitting. Like, I get told I'm anti-establishment at work all the time by my, my <laughs> boss. Like, it's quite funny, but people need to stand up and be counted. Be different. Be yourself. Like go out and like try and put a dent in the universe. That's what I'm trying to do. 
Like, that's what I'm going to do. Like, I'm not sitting here saying I'm going to end up being like Donald Trump rich. But I, I, I'm here. Like, I, I've been through a lot in my life. And if I can help people and like talk to people and say, look, like, I, I understand where you are. I've been in that situation. I'm more than happy to do it. And I just like want to be a good example of what like someone needs to be in this world. I'm not going to sit here and say a man or a woman. Like, so what a human being needs to be in this world traditional, good values, and just being a good person. But I feel like as a, as the planet, we're, we're losing that massively. Yeah, completely. Like what what is so bad about wanting to be better than you are right now? We should, I always talk about self-improvement as well. Like we should always want to improve. No matter what level you're at, you should be looking to get to the next level. And for some reason, people seem to think that that's a bad thing now. And you should just be happy with where you are. You know, that's the same thing with uh, weight, you know, to try and encourage people with your fat. But no, just be happy in your body. No. Don't be happy in your body. Improve it and you will feel yeah. better and you'll thank yourself. It's not like you'll, oh, put some work in to lose weight and you'll feel terrible. No, you'll feel great. And, and I think it's that whole thing. And, and on the subject of the taste, it's the same as what we were talking about before in the brainwashing, that it's not from both sides. You know, I, I've listened to quite a lot of the stuff they've said and the majority of the stuff that they say, I agree with and they're right, especially on mental health. I've spoke about it a lot before. Depression's not a physical illness. Depression is a mindset and an emotion. And then there's a saying that, that I love, which is, I think, um, action alleviates anxiety only 100% of the time. Like if you're, you're anxious and depressed, get up and do something. And guess what? That will go. If you're busy doing stuff, trying to improve yourself, you ain't got time to be depressed. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. just, a, it's just a feeling, isn't it? And, it, and it's, just, it's just a mindset almost. Depression is almost a mindset. People accept like, I'm depressed. This is how I am. I'll feel sorry for myself and down about everything. Whereas if you think actually like, right, my life's a mess. I'm going to sort it out, do this and this. You're not going to feel depressed. You're going to get stuff done. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, and in that particular video, it, it said like depression isn't real. It's just a mindset designed to make you like better your life. And it, it, it's true. But if, if for me personally, and I think like the biggest thing from that video is like, if it was so bad, people wouldn't sit there and fucking defend it. Like, I'm not be funny. You don't see people running around defending cancer. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and like, for me, it's just like, again, it goes back to accountability. Nobody wants to take accountability anymore. Like, like you say, like, look, I know people all different shapes and sizes. I get that. But like, like I'm what, like I'm nearly six foot seven. Like, and I'm pretty trim. Like, always have been. And then there's other people, like, like, I don't know, like my mate back home is like five foot five. But like, if you're sitting there and like, you're fat and you're going, oh, I'm depressed, go to the fucking gym. It's not hard. Like, don't sit there, like eating all these E-numbers, eating all this crap. And come to me and go, oh, I'm so, so down and depressed. If you're doing something about it, I'm more than happy to help anyone out. Like, and I'm not sitting here saying I'm like this super duper best man on the planet, because I'm certainly not. But I'm, I, every day I strive to get better. And if someone else wants to do the same thing, I have no issue with that. But like, like you said, like this whole thing of like encouraging people to be out of shape, being overweight. I've even started to see videos online to say like, oh, like if you exercise, it's toxic, it's this. And like exercise doesn't help you. Like, how can people not see that they're pushing this on you to be lazy? Because if you're lazy, that you're just, you're easy to control. Like you, you are absolutely easy to control. And I do believe men and like women are completely different, but like men were born to conquer. Like for me, if I'm sitting around doing nothing over the years, that's when I've noticed I've been like feeling a bit crap. Like if I'm up and around doing stuff, if I'm running to the ground and tired, I'd still get up and perform to the best I can every single day. Now, I'm not sitting here saying you need to go and do all these mad diets and you need to go and like never eat McDonald's again. But like, 
just be realistic. Like if you want to, if you want to better yourself, like literally get a piece of paper, get a pen and go write down everything you're not happy with in life and then action it. It's as simple as that. Like you go to the doctor and they can sit there and give you tablets to stop you being depressed because you're fat. Like I'm telling you now, like deep down, you still know you're fat and you still know you're not happy. So just go to the gym. Like that's it. People don't want to put the hard work in. They don't want to be accountable nowadays. And there are some harsh realities and harsh truths. And like people, a lot of people say to me that like, I'm very brash with the way I talk and very straight to the point. But I felt like that's who I've become now because I'm, I've got this like fire in me to do better and not get, get fat and like be broken, live a miserable life. Like, and yeah, like, people just need to wake up and go, do you know what? My life is only going to get better if I make it better. Like, it's only going to get worse if you make it worse. It, it, it doesn't matter, like, what I think about you. If I think you're a dick, like, that shouldn't concern you. You should just get up and be a better person. That's it. Like, you are in, in control of your happiness. You're in control of your body. You're in control of everything. If you choose not to do anything about it, don't run around screaming you're depressed and all this stuff because it's your own doing at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we talk. Like the, the main thing that, that we're trying to do, as well as the, the podcast with the kind of health wealth brand, is targeting, um, helping people sort their health out and their diet because all of this stuff, like uh, mental health um, and your, like, especially people suffering from health conditions, the majority of health conditions are not even some kind of illness you catch. They're just, you spent years eating absolute rubbish and that's all it is. And if you take a bit of time and, and learn a little bit, about how to properly feed your body you'll get rid of all of them you know people yeah. a lot of mental health is attached to people's conditions you know people with like um with chronic conditions and chronic pain conditions um, and colitis and crohn's and diabetes and e even cancer and heart disease and all of that it's, it all just comes from diet and if people just take a little bit of responsibility like you say put some effort in then th they can learn to change that and that is going to have such a huge effect on your mental health and the, um, the, the, guy I, the guy I spoke to um, last week on the podcast, we had a guy called uh, Michael Johnson. He goes by uh, Michael Mojo. He's from Australia. He's a really interesting guy. It was a great chat. Um, and I say he's like a, one of the top uh, sort of, met, um, I think, human performance and mindset coaches in Australia. And, and he was saying about, um, about, about looking for, um, for, not aiming for happiness, but aiming for fulfillment. If you can find the things that you value and you look to be fulfilled, and you aim for that, then you will be a happy person. And so many people nowadays are not aiming for anything, are they? And that is why they feel like rubbish. Like you said about men need to conquer, they need to be doing something. And that's exactly, you know, the same thing that, that he's saying there is that you've got to have something you're aiming for that will fulfill you. And, and it's, it's the same message as what you're saying. And, and a lot of what he said is the same kind of message that people like Tate say as well. Some people get negative press for it, some don't. But these people who have actually been there, done it themselves and are helping other people do it, they're all saying the same thing. So maybe, maybe we should listen to them. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, and I, I say this a lot because obviously I sat there and bought into the whole thing that I was at this mental illness and stuff like that years ago. I've I, I done all the stuff like the TV tells you to do and like the doctors tell you to do and it didn't work. I knew it wasn't working. I listened to one video on YouTube and then it just clicked something in my brain. It's like, right, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow in the maddest shape I've ever been in <clears throat> or be over the moon and happy in my life. It's a work in progress. It's taken me time to get to the point I'm at now, so it's going to take me time to get out of that. 
And that's what people need to realize. People, if you want results, you need to put the work in. You need to like put the graft in. It has to be done. There's no getting away from it. Like, I, I am a big advocate for working smart and not hard, but you still need to work hard. Like for me, like, I, I have this argument a lot of the time at work. Right here, they've got this big emphasis on picking the phone up, nonstop calling. Oh yeah, the more calls you make, the, the more sales you make. For me, I think it's bullshit. Um, I don't do it. I work hard in a smarter way. Because for me, picking up the phone nonstop is just low ROI. Doesn't work. It's not the 1980s anymore. Um, if this comes out, I'm probably going to get bollocked at work. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's the thing. People need to like take it on board. And I, I know we're sitting here saying conquer. These are huge words and they could be quite intimidating to people. And I'm not sitting here saying you need to, I don't know, become like Genghis Khan or something like that and literally like, rape and pillage and take over the whole world. I'm not saying that. I mean, start small and like, do you know what? The, one of the, the biggest times I felt fulfillment is um, that I've always been into my fitness and stuff like that. And during COVID, me and the boys had already booked to go to Marbella. Um, this was like 2020. Um, and I was like, right, I'm going to get in the best shape I've ever been, been in. I had like my friend write me out an eating plan. I'd done all that. I trained every single day, sometimes twice a day. And I, I was just laser focused on getting in shape for my holiday in Marbella. And I did it and I, I got in an amazing shape, got there, felt so happy, felt good in myself. I was like, I've achieved it. I feel healthy. I feel lighter. I look better. Like I've put a load of healthy stuff into my body. So like my body's thriving. And like just little things like that, that's me conquering a goal. Like just get a goal. It doesn't have to be like ginormous. I mean, yeah, obviously have a massive end goal, but I mean, start small, start conquering the day. Like, I mean, it, even if it's like getting up and making your bed, like if you're like, a proper loser right now. I'm sorry to say, I don't mean in a funny way, but like, get up, say to yourself, get up. I'm going to get up every day and make my bed. Like do that. You start the day by doing a task, completing a task. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer in stuff like that. I mean, but like people need guidance now. It, it breaks my heart to see like, cause it, I, I see it every day. I see so much talent in guys like and girls and they're letting it go because they're so washed up by and like brainwashed by social media. And it's horrible to see, like, I mean, you see a lot, a lot of these like, these influencers and you see them in person, you're like, you don't look like that. But like, what you're doing online is like destroying a generation because people are thinking they're not good enough. And okay, that's their fault for being like weak-minded and stuff. But like you're contributing to it. And it, it, it is sad to see what's going wrong because like, people are constantly like, I don't know, comparing themselves to someone else. Like, in, Why don't you just sit down, write down what you want to do in life? like what you want to achieve and just focus on yourself, like cut all the noise and the bullshit out around you. Like that's the, the thing, like the amount of times that people say to me, oh, did you hear about so-and-so? And I'm like, who the fuck is that? I have no idea who you're talking about. Like, what, how do you not know this person? I'm like, who is it? It's like, oh, they've got 400,000 followers on Instagram. I'm like, oh, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care. Like I'm too busy focused on doing my stuff. And like I said, I'm not like this super rich dude. I'm just like a guy that come from nothing that's, done all right for himself and I'm just trying to strive and be a better person. And that's it. And I think that's another reason why I sort of like resonate with like Andrew and Tristan so much is we come from similar backgrounds, literally like single mum, council house in the UK, didn't have much. That was it. Like, and I'm similar like that. And like my mum is, I like, mean, my mum fight like hell a lot of the time because like my dad was never around and she's like, like a proud, like, oh yeah, I've done it on my own type of thing. And I went back to the UK because, um, before I moved out here, I was living at my mum's. Um, I thought I'd just spend some time with her and I was doing some work in my old job and I had uh, one of their podcasts on. And uh, 
she was like, oh, who's that? Blah, blah, blah. And then she, a few weeks later, she's oh, yeah, he's this, he's that. I went, no, just ignore all that. I was like, okay. Do you know when like, people jump on the bandwagon? And she was oh. like, she made a few comments here and there. And then I, I was, that was, I, I said to her, I said, oh, look at that. And I showed her, it was, um, I think Tristan put a story up of uh, they, they bought their mum a car or something like that. I was like, yeah, it's them two blokes that you don't like. I said, they just bought their um, single mum a car that went through hardship. I said, oh, it sounds exactly like someone that I know. And then she was like, looked at me and I was like, yeah, I've got you there. And then I, I flew back to the UK anyway. I'm, I'm talking too much now. <laughs> flew back to the UK. She goes, yeah, that Andrew Tate bloke went, yeah. She went, I watched an interview on him um, when they was doing all the, the cage fighting thing. I was like, what? The one with that vice thing? She was like, yeah. I went, oh, fucking hell. I was like, here we go. <laughs> you went, I feel quite sorry for him. I was like, why? She goes, he's a good bloke, isn't he? I was like, yeah, like everyone's entitled to their opinion. She was like, Yeah, said so she's and like my mum, who I disagree with, but absolutely different. She sat there and went, She goes, Yeah, she goes, It's it's sad to see because you can see that they were trying to stitch him up in that interview. She goes, I didn't agree with like the people fighting in the cage and all this stuff because I don't really like violence, but he seems like a good bloke that's trying to do good things in the world. And that for me, I was like, Yeah, that that was quite a pleasant thing to hear from someone like my mum. Obviously, you don't know my mum, a lot of people don't. My mum's one of them people, and oh, I can do it myself, don't need anyone. Like, I'm this, that, and the other. And yeah, for my for my mum's term, I'd say that I was like, wow, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's good. Good that she's managed to see through uh see through the rubbish and the and the kind of brainwashing that they they try and do around that. Uh that's good. Yeah. I mean, I I think at the bottom of that, there's some sensationalism around their message, and people kind of jump on some of the things they say involving women and stuff, which they try and blow out of proportion. But if you look at the majority of their message, if you boil it down, it's encouraging men to better themselves. And yeah. I, I, I don't see how anyone who wants good for other people could have a problem with that. That, that is the majority of the message is getting young men to do better. And let's be honest, if you look around in 99% of the rest of the world, what else have we got that is doing that for young men? Nothing. There's absolutely nothing. And I'm not, like I said, I go back to... Um, like my own personal situation now like I said like my dad was never really around and like yeah he was like a heavy drinker and stuff I, I haven't really spoke to my dad for 18 years um, so I never had that father figure and like my granddad who was like the the heir of the family um, he passed away when my mum was young so I had nothing I had no one it was literally just my mum trying to raise like her only son in one of the worst places one of the worst boroughs to live in London like and for me, yeah, it was tough. Like, I, I, I was like a very weak person, a weak child growing up. And then I've had to grow and develop myself. And I look back on it, I think, do you know what? If I knew what I knew now, I'd be, I'd, and I, if I knew what I knew now, but I knew it back then, I, I genuinely think I'd be like completed life <laughs> to an extent. Yeah. I'm glad I actually learned it because like I said, there's a lot of guys now that don't have that. They don't have that voice. They don't have that that firing them to to speak up or the courage. Cause I was that guy. Like if I disagree, like, I, I used to grow up, like, I mean, all these people would disagree with stuff uh, and uh, they would say like, Oh, we don't disagree. With, we, we disagree with this thing. And I'd even, even as much as I would agree with it, I would, wouldn't say because I was a bit like, Oh no, I can't say anything because everyone will hate me. Now I don't give a shit. And that's what we need. We need more people to go. Do you know what? It's all right to have your own opinion. Like who cares? Like, I mean, my best mate, Dan, me and him fight like hell on things. We argue all the time, but and we disagree on stuff. But at the same time, if we're standing there having an argument about something and someone comes over and tries to hit him, then 
it's no, like I'm going to kill you. Do you know what I mean? That's my best <laughs> man. And that's what people need to realize. You don't have to agree with everything everyone says, um, yeah. unfortunately. And for the whole thing around like Andrew and Tristan and like all this stuff to do with women and all this crap. I mean, look, all these videos, we've seen it. They're all chopped up and stuff on social media. You can do anything with a laptop nowadays. But like I talk from personal experience and that um, I've grown up around like violence between men and women, like due to like what happened with, um, with my parents. And I'm someone that is strongly against stuff like that. So I'm in a position where if I thought this person was so bad, then why would I like associate like or promote myself with like his message but uh, i can honestly sit here and say when i briefly bumped into them in Dubai, they were around other females and i can honestly sit here and say there was nothing but respectful and polite and gentleman to them so a lot of people said to me when i've like reposted stuff like back home like from school is oh he, he, they're like this towards women and i'm like look you're going off of crap that's on the tv i go off what i've seen with my own two eyes like if you're going to sit here and say this man's this because some influence told you to, that's cool. Like you be an idiot. But if I've sat there and like seen them, like when I've been out and like, I bumped into them and I've seen them around other women and these women have been nothing but looked after, treated well, spoken to politely and nothing but just involved and treated as equals, then I'm going to side with the, what I see with my own eyes. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because some of the, when I went back to the UK as well, like there's like a, such a hatred for like masculinity nowadays. Um, yeah, there is. It's, it's pretty tough. Like, and I'm not sitting here saying I'm like the most masculine man in the world and I've got a massive beard and I put a lumberjack shirt on. <laughs> and I certainly ain't. But men do have a very important role in this world. And so do women. They, I think they do both have completely different roles. And I, I don't believe they'll ever be equal because it's not because there's some things and a lot of things that women are just absolutely excel and would a man would never get close to and vice versa with men and women. And people just need to understand that and accept it for what it is. Like, look, the reason why all these nuclear families that were so good, like throughout the forties, the fifties and stuff like that, because women stuck to the things they were like excelled at and so did men. And they worked as a team. It's not about trying to better each other. It's about coming together as a team and building something like better, like building a family, building the next generation. Like, and there's absolutely no shame in that. But when you've got these idiots with green and pink hair running around saying they identify as fucking shoeboxes and stuff, saying, oh, no, you can't be a man, like this, that, and the other. I'm just like, what? Like, do you not realise how you got here? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because of a man and a woman, like, and I think that's the thing. We just need to sit there, peel things back, and look at the basics because life isn't that difficult. Like, there's yeah. things that women excel at, and there's things that men excel at. Just accept it, move on, and let's just build a better generation, let's build a better future for the world. That's what I believe in. I know it's a bit of a deep message, but I mean, if I think if a lot more people shared that sort of ideology, the world would be a better place. Absolutely. Absolutely would. I, I agree completely with the like men and women are different and there's nothing wrong with accepting that. Like, like you say, as a team, like an example is, you know, we both understand football in, in football. You have a team and everyone does their role. If you start playing your striker in goal and your goalie up front, your team's not going <laughs> to play as well. Like, yeah. so it's, it's the same with, with a family team. Like you say, men are better at certain things and women are better at certain things. And for some reason that's now classed as offensive to say that when it's true. You know, like you say, there's things that, that you know, my, there's certain things. My wife is way better than me. 
you know, one of them being, let's say, like um, caring and cover. Like if the kids are ill, they're going to go to her. They ain't going to go to me. You know, yeah. if, 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 if they want um, to play outside and do physical stuff, they're probably going to come to me. But for her, they're going to go to other side. And we have our own roles and there's nothing wrong with us sticking to them. And another really important thing you spoke about is disagreeing with people. Like you said, again, I've spoke about it before. You won't, trying to find people that you agree on everything with is just stupid. It's just ridiculous. You, you won't find it. You disagree with things. You have different views. You come from different backgrounds. And that's absolutely fine. I think the people you want to surround yourself with are people who have the same kind of mindset and same goals. doesn't matter where they're from. doesn't matter what country they're from, what colour they are, what um culture they are what religion they are if you share the same things you know at the beginning of the interview you said that you supported liverpool you know i'm a man united fan so i, I could have cut the interview right there but <laughs> but you yeah, know you, you go, now you've told me we can cut it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll never you'll never agree you know even with your, your partner like your, your wife partner, whatever your best friend you'll never agree on everything and that's fine but for some reason we don't think that's fine anymore we've had I, i've had think i've had a, one of my own family members um basically cut me off and, and blocked me on everything because I had slightly different political views to them. Like that's the society we've got to. And yeah. it is ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. I mean, I've not been invited to family things because I didn't want to get vaccinated. Like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's it's insane. Like it, it genuinely is insane. But I think there is people out there trying to do good, but I think Look, I, a lot of people are waking up to a lot of shit now. Like, people are waking up to stuff and going, actually, hold on a minute. I mean, I think the whole COVID thing, in my personal opinion, was it has blown up in their faces because um, people have gone, oh, hang on a minute. Like, we did get the, the wall pulled over, pulled over our eyes here. And, like, people are starting to wake up. And, like, for me, I'll go back to Tate again. He's the guy... He's like the beacon of the beacon of light that has sat there and gone, do you know what? You can stand up and be who you are. Like, and a lot of people now have been on the cusp of doing that, but they've just held back. And now there's someone there going, do you know what? Stand up, like believe in what you want to believe in, be a good person, etc. And now people stand up and going, do you know what? It's okay to think the way I think. It's okay to be the way I am. And there's not a bad message being promoted. I, I only see like the, the men around me just doing better now in all realms of life. Um, and it, it is, it is really, really good to see. So I don't see what the issue is with that. Um, and it's quite funny because like, <laughs> I've stopped doing it now, like and arguing with idiots and like, and stuff like when I'm out and about, but um, I'll give you an example. I was in a, um, in London uh, when I went back and I went out for a few drinks with a couple of my pals, like my best mates that I haven't seen in ages. And me and my mate Elliot are standing there, and this girl was like absolutely hammered. And um, she was talking to her mate literally about tape. And I'm just, I've never even spoken to this girl. I'm just standing there drinking, and she's going into one. And my mate Elliot is just like, started shouting at her free top G, just joking around. She was like, Oh, how can you like support someone that's a human trafficker? I went, Okay, let me pull this back a bit, right? I said, For example, like we believe in a justice system where like, you're innocent until proven guilty. I was correct. She said, yes. I went, okay. So I said, if everyone in this, like, bar right now stood up and said, I went, sorry, what's your name? I can't remember her name. Maybe say Emma. I went, Emma's a slut. I said, how would you feel? She goes, I'd feel horrible because it's not true. I went, how do you think he feels then? And she went, what? I was like, well, what proof do you have that this person is so fucking evil? Because if he's so evil, why is he not in prison and he's not been charged or something? I said, it goes for like, a lot of people that are, like, men and women that have been wrongly accused of things. I said, 
why is it okay for you to sit there and like say something about someone you have no evidence, but it's not okay for them to do it to you? And she went, I'm going now. And I was just like, yeah, I've just absolutely destroyed you. Like, and that's not me about, about me sticking up for Tate in particular or, or Tristan or anyone for that matter. I mean, I don't agree with people like sitting there saying bad things about someone when there's no truth behind it. Like, I'm all for someone to come to me and go, right, Aaron, I think you're an absolute twat because of X, Y, and Z. Okay, look, even if I disagree with it, I can sit there and go, okay, you've come at me with some information. Let's discuss if this information is true. If it's true, then okay, you can keep your opinion. But when you just start, people cannot make their own minds up. People cannot think for themselves. And that is the most concerning thing about life. Um, well, the Western world, I should say. Because people want the least amount of accountability, accountability as possible and... They just want to think, oh, yeah, well, if I think of something and it goes wrong, at least I've been told by someone else to think it, so it's not my fault. I just genuinely think it is down to that now. It is because surely people cannot be that stupid like about anything. Yeah, I agree. It's people who just literally stuff comes in from the news or the media and just comes out their mouth. They don't even like it. I mean, again, like you, I, I don't really get in conversations with people about a lot of stuff because I know a lot of people, especially my family and whatever, a lot of them have different views to me. So I won't even get into it because there's no point um, arguing about stuff. If people bring stuff up, I'll talk about it. But um, it's it's just so sad to see that people people don't even have any reason. If you were to argue with them, like what you did with that girl and, and talk to her about it, she doesn't actually have any reasoning for her view. She just has a yeah. view because it's literally come in here or in here and it's just spouted out. Just, just And because... A lot of people around them are the same. They're all spouting the same thing. So, well, we must be right because we're all saying the same thing. And I think nowadays, if you're on the, if you're in the minority, you're more than likely right nowadays. You, you can take that as an yeah. easy way to find the truth. It's just that if the, whatever the majority is saying, that's probably false. And you can go to the minority and that's probably true. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Uh, there's, there's no getting away from getting away from that. Like, if people just actually stood up and fought for themselves, I think it'd, like the world might be a, a slightly <laughs> more sane place. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, I mean, like me unplugging from all that crap um, has certainly helped my mindset. And I like if there's any men or women out there um, struggling with mental health, then my advice to them would be, look, no disrespect to doctors and stuff. I'm sure they do great things. But stop taking this the, these shitty tablets. It's not going to help you. You're just like masking it. Do you know when you get that meme of that guy that's got that that super sticky tape and it's, they've got the big yeah. tank of water? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all you're doing. That is all you're yeah. doing. Like, all, all it is, like, if you're feeling crap about life, it's all up here. It's just you, it's your brain saying, look, something needs to change um, for us to be better. We're not in a good place right now. It's time for us to move on to the next step and better ourselves. And that's how I look at it. And I think that people may disagree with a lot of the things I've said on this. But like, if anyone is watching this or does watch it, then please take on board what I just said in terms of just like go out there, just change some things in your life you're not happy with, and just then see how you feel. Because um, you don't need all these tablets and all this nonsense, like and all this counselling, because it, it doesn't benefit you. It doesn't benefit you sitting there talking about how shit your fucking life is. Not that doesn't benefit anyone, does it? Like it, all it does is benefits a counsellor who's earning a ton of money out of you because it's not in their best interest to help you really is it because they want you to keep coming back like, yeah, exactly a lot of the medical industry and i have like some quite um strong views on that but i mean look if anyone is watching this and they are struggling with stuff then like just just know you can do it you can get it but it's all down to you it's down to nobody else it's down to no drugs it's down to nothing you're going to consume through a tv it's just get up and just get moving it's going to be a hard grind 
like it's taking you a while to get to that position. It's going to take you a while to get out of it. So that's what I would say to people in terms of like the mental health side of things. Like everyone can do it. But like I said, depression for me is just a state of mind to basically elevate you to go into something bigger and better. But you can choose what you do with that, that bad term of life. And I, I said this the other day because I had a, like a rough week. It's been absolutely hell. And I sat there and said to the, the lady at work, said to me, she goes, oh, you I said, oh, it's just one of those weeks. So it's good though, isn't it? And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, I said, I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling down. I'm tired. I'm this. I went, it's amazing. She said, what do you mean it's amazing? I went, I said, I can feel, I can feel it. I'm alive. That's the most important thing. And she was, and she looked at me, she went, I never fucking thought of it like that. I was like, exactly. I said, when you stop feeling, then there's a problem. Whether you're feeling good or you're feeling bad, just know you're alive and like you can, you can change however you feel, but for the, for the better. Absolutely. That's a, a perfect way to kind of, uh, wrap it all up and, um, and and summarize it. I think if people can take personal responsibility and take some action and look to improve themselves, then there's no limit to what you can do. Your, your current situation does not um, d- does not control your future. You you can take anything, turn it to a positive, and achieve whatever you want to. Um, which is which is what we're trying to help people do. Through Health Wealth is trying to help people to optimize themselves, become the optimal person they can be. And like you say, there's so much you can do. You um, you are a representation of that. And you, one thing as well I pick up on, you mentioned earlier, which is the thing I'm big on, is personal experience. I, I talk about this, this with health a lot. Going off personal experience is your best thing because there's so much research out there in terms of health and diet that it's just a load of rubbish. But I go off personal experience. If there's if, if I'm doing something that is doing amazingly for me, I don't care what a research paper says. If it's working for me, it works. If it's working for other people, it works. And same with you. If you have an experience with someone and they're a great person, who cares if a, a news story says they're a bad person? People got to think for themselves, act for themselves, and then become the best version of themselves that, that they can do. I think that's basically the message we're trying to get through um, to everyone. Um, and I've, I've th- thank you very much for coming on. I've really, uh, I've really enjoyed the chat. I hope you've enjoyed yourself too. Oh, I've loved it, man. Like I said, sorry for talking too much. It was just, uh, I think, talking about some of the things we spoke about, I'm quite passionate around, like especially that I've overcome a lot myself. Um, so yeah, I do talk a lot anyway. Like I said at the start, um, I always just get in trouble for it. But no, it's it's an absolute pleasure to be on here, man. I'm really, really grateful that you invited me in. Uh, hopefully, our chats can um, can add some value to some people. Exactly. That's the whole thing. That's the whole um, point of this is to help some people. If we can, even if just a handful of people are helped by it, then uh, then we, we've basically achieved our achieved our goal. So I'll um, we'll, we'll leave it there. We'll wrap it up, and um, we'll be back next week for uh, another podcast. We'll see everybody there, and let's get optimal together. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into the show. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover on the podcast or you'd like to appear on it, then please contact us at hwpoduk at gmail.com on our website, which is healthwealthuk.com or on any of our social medias, which are at hwpoduk. Please make sure you like, subscribe, share it with all your friends and family and we will see you next week.